right. Thanks, Scott Shannon. And thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll free. Our number is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, we still are not getting any answers as to what these these unidentified flying objects that are military shot down. We have no idea what they are. We have no idea where they came from. We have no idea what they what they even shot down. And Joe Biden said this this is not a major breach. How do you how is that not a major breach? Now, am I the only one that maybe has read a few too many spy novels? I don't know. Is, is it not possible that if you have oh something as large as three school buses or the you know Goodyear blimp flying at sixty five thousand feet and it's let, let's say it's not reconnaissance capable, but but maybe they have uh, some type of bioweapon drop that they want on the country. Is that is that far fetched from reality? Is it far fetched that if it can go undetected and America has this vulnerability where we these these objects go undetected and have been going undetected that, you know, there could be some type of EMP attack against the country or some type of spy mission that picks up all of our nation's defenses because they, they purposely are triggering them. Uh, for what reason? I don't know. Does it not seem a little odd now that the rapid and precipitous increase of Chinese nationals being caught at our southern border is, is happening simultaneously while all this is going on? We're lear- learning that the U.S. militaries again, we, we don't know anything about the other three objects that were shot down. We don't know anything about them. We know that the the first balloon the size of three buses that first showed up in Alaska airspace down the coast of Canada into Idaho, across into Montana, over, you know, some of our our ICBM missile silo sites, uh, straight down to Missouri and Kansas, then Kentucky, then the Carolinas, and then shot about six miles off the coast of the Carolinas. We know that part. Uh, We only learned today that the U.S. military jet that, shot down that object in the Michigan skies on Sunday, apparently missed on their first attempt. This is the the attempt over Lake Huron. Uh, the first sidewinder heat-seeking missile missed the target, according to uh, unnamed U.S. officials. Defense Department said that just before 2.42 p.m. on Sunday, President Biden directed the F-16 to fire uh, and a the Sidewinder missile to shoot down this airborne object flying at nearly 20,000 feet over Lake Huron. Now, according to aviation experts, the AIM-9X Sidewinder missile is, is the most advanced infrared tracking short-range air-to-air surface-to-air missile in the world. Raytheon has ad- adapted the heat-seeking AIM um, to strike moving targets on the ground or in water. That, that was initiated back in 2009, so... Given that the Sidewinder is so advanced and so accurate, why did they miss on the first shot? I mean, we could send a cruise missile through an open window on the other side of the world. How did one of our jets manage to miss the first shot on this object with, you know, a highly advanced missile? And by the way, the the second missile took down the target. Each of those missiles cost more than $400,000. Just saying, if you're going to shoot it, you might as well make sure it goes down. Mitch McConnell demanding that Biden answers questions on the China spy crisis. Uh, you know, the idea that the president is saying and has said it's not a major breach. Do you not find all of this strange? I'm finding all of this strange. 
you know, McConnell demanding the Biden administration explain why, you know, four objects have shot been shot down by our military over U.S. airspace. Well, one in Canada, I stand corrected, in four days. In the seven decades since World War II, we never even had one penetration of our airspace that was considered serious enough in any way to require any military action. So, you know, why is it why is it that they're being so secretive and so silent about all this? You know, what are the objects we're just now noticing for the very first time? How is it possible that it, it, it took a, a guy with a telephoto lens working in Billings, Montana, to actually get a a a photograph of the of the first balloon to begin with? You have top Senate Republicans now demanding that Biden address the nation on this spy balloon crisis. I think Senator Tom Cotton, we had Senator Ted Cruz on last night. Senator Marco Rubio has been all, all over this as well. Yet the president owes the, the people in this country an explanation, should speak directly into the cameras on what we know about these objects and what steps he will be taking to protect America's sovereign airspace. You know, Rubio said it's in its 65-year history, NORAD never shot down an aircraft over U.S. airspace over 10 days, they shot down one balloon and three objects. Americans need to hear directly about this from their president today. Biden is not committed to any public response. And while a press conference by the defense secretary, Lloyd Austin, it, they offered no new information at all. You have the former army secretary under Barack Obama urging America to prepare for the worst with China. Um, I forget who said this. I mentioned it yesterday, but I can't recall who. You know, the, the, the most dangerous thing that has happened in, in since this first incident occurred is that our defense secretary reached out to his counterpart in China who refused to take his call. Now, that is that that's got to be concerning and America's got to be paying attention. Now, simultaneously, the U.S. government is now telling Americans in Russia to leave immediately because of the the rising escalation in the conflict with Ukraine and the possibility that Americans would be taken hostage and, and brought up on, on phony charges, uh, like in the case of Brittany Griner. I mean, I guess anything is, is possible. Anyway, former Army uh, Secretary Pat Murphy sounding the alarm on China's military aggression, which has led to this breach of U.S. sovereignty and pressing Americans to understand that we're the underdog here. His comments came Sunday after the Pentagon released a statement revealing that the U.S. shot down a third high-altitude airborne object over northern Canada. Now, Secretary Murphy said what people need to understand in our great country is that we are the underdog here. We're a third of their size. And I'm not just talking about geographical and population. America, uh, at our best, is the reluctant warrior, but we're a warrior and we need to make sure that when you have less than 1% of the country that's serving and you only have 26% of the country that can even serve because of the obesity crisis in America and some other things, we need to wake up, understand that we have a competitor out there, China, that thinks that they are now the preeminent power in the world and we don't want any unnecessary wars, but we always have to be prepared for the worst. I don't, I don't think they're prepared. But think about this. We have, we have not gotten a single bit of news about these other three, other three, you know, shoot downs that have taken place, two, two in the U.S. and one in Canada, three total in the U.S. We don't know a single thing about, what, you know, what this object was, where it came from. 
Was it the communist Chinese again? Why, you know, why the vulnerability? Why is it happening now? You know, why is it, you know, it, we're having simultaneous conflicts with our number one geopolitical foe, China, and now our number two geopolitical foe, Russia. And, and the only answer is we have the head of NORAD <clears throat> literally suggesting that this could be, you know, some time of some type of extraterrestrial or, you know, unidentified flying object. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Uh, Got to give kudos to Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin. He rejected an offer from the Ford Motor Company to locate an electric vehicle battery plant that has ties to China in Virginia. Ford was investing $3.5 billion to build a factory in Michigan that will produce low-cost batteries for some of their electric vehicles. The automaker announced on Monday the factory is one of four battery plants across the three states that Ford announced. In January, Virginia Governor Yunkin said that he had removed Virginia from consideration for the battery factory due to concerns about the Chinese connection. And meanwhile, Michigan's Democratic Governor Gretchen Whitmer expressed zero concern about China's involvement and after she accepted Ford's offer to locate the EV battery plant in her state. Now, all, by the way, all of this investment into... I, I'm, I'm trying to get somebody, maybe... I wish I wish Elon Musk had a spokesperson because to build the batteries, you need the, these these very special, you know, minerals that need to be mined um, all over the country and you use heavy equipment that uses diesel to get the cobalt and the manganese and and nickel and, and other varying, you know, special whatever you call these things anyway minerals that are needed to, to build these batteries out. And then you have 90% of the electric grid, because we're talking about electric vehicles here, 90% of the electric grid is still based on fossil fuels. So you still, by definition, you're charging up your battery by using fossil fuels from the electric grid that is 90% fossil fuels. So how does that make any sense? Um, we are getting some pushback today. I want to go over this issue involving uh, Clapper and the Intel chief. Um, and I'll tell you what's so outrageous about this. You know, James Clapper uh, was out there along with, you know, these these 50 other Intel people, you know, making a big deal just in the weeks leading up to the 2020 presidential election. And they all sign a letter and they're all saying that, uh, oh, this looks like it has all the earmarks of Russian disinformation uh, when, in fact, that is not true. It wasn't true. They had no information that it was true. And now he is outraged at, at the Politico because they have pointed out that that Clapper and other Hunter Biden laptop skeptics suddenly speak out against the media. And it's kind of laughable. You know, he's now blaming Politico for distorting a letter that he and 50 other people signed, you know, well, why did they wait two years to finally do so? They could have spoken up when po the political article came out some time ago or when Joe Biden cited the letter in his presidential debate and called the laptop story garbage or any time thereafter. You know, he's only talking now because, as Greg Jarrett points out in his column, um, he's only talking now because the House committee is demanding his documents and his testimony. And Clapper's 
blame game is demonstrably false. He's saying, oh, we only said that the laptop could be Russian disinformation, not that it was Russian disinformation. That's not what he was saying on television at the time. Greg Jarrett went back and listened to his old shows and, and commentary and pointed out in his piece that, you know, he said definitively that it was Russian disinformation. Quote, this is classic Soviet Russian tradecraft. That's a direct quote. And said the laptop emails, quote, look fake, planted, and contrived. So now Clapper, along with the other 50 Intel people, it's obvious what they wanted. They they wanted to give an assist to Joe Biden and help Joe Biden get elected president and, and help and do their part and defeat Donald Trump. So Clapper's now protecting himself and accusing Politico of deliberately distorting the letter on the Biden laptop being Russian disinformation. It was never Russian disinformation. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. We're going to play. The Ohio governor is giving a, a live update on the situation in um, that has been ongoing after this uh, train derailment in East Palestine in, uh, in Ohio. Uh, we'll run some of that when we get back at the bottom of the half hour. 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program.